Hello, I'm Casey Bazile. And I'm TJ Barchek. And this is Work Friends. Work Friends is a podcast about business, entrepreneurship, and work. TJ, I can't wait to get started here. Super excited. I wanted to ask you, we both kind of are starting a new job. You are legit starting a new job. Correct. Even though it's, you're coming back to a place you've worked before. <laughs> I just got a promotion at one of the magazines I work for, so I'll be working more for them, but it's not totally a new job. But it's got me thinking about what you do when you start a new job. Like, what are strategies for success? Obviously, in, in general, right, we could write a, a thousand bullet point BuzzFeed article about the difference between someone at their first day at work versus their 100th day at work, right? You don't check personal email your first day. You don't show people how not hard you're working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, you you show up early, you stay late. You do all those sort of... uh, Best behavior type Best stuff. behavior, right? Day one versus day 100. I used to do that a lot more than I think I do now. And I think it's come down to expectation setting. You know, if you set the expectation that you're going to be the first one in the office and then you stop being the first one in the office, it gives out the impression that you're not trying as hard or you've lost faith or lost effort or your your effort levels are going down. So it's definitely something I'm currently dealing with is in terms of like how high do I set the bar? Right. Mm. What What about you? Any any just kind of general? I kind of want to wrestle with the idea well, you, you laid back out because I feel like that's. I think you're right that you can get burned by setting expectations. Well, when we worked us. together, and we can I tell the story, I, I was the first one in uh, every day for almost a year, and then it, it and it was true. My effort level dropped because I wasn't seeing kind of the results and the backfill that my expectations were. So I started coming in later. And you got burned by that. And I got like. burned by that. Essentially, boss is saying, well, you're, it looks like your effort level has dropped, which it mm. was. It did, which is yeah. a true statement. It's simply because I was coming in at the time everyone else was coming in and not the first one in anymore, which is a weird thing to do because like my effort level dropped to everyone else's effort level like it's not it's not a it wasn't like a right it started at normal and dropped below normal it started high and went to normal so yeah it's it's setting expectations is something uh i've struggled with a lot which is you you want people to think you you know work hard and do all that sort of stuff but you're you're also setting a bar for yourself have you ever seen something like that with yourself it's funny that you say that from your story, from your anecdote, I can say that that is true. Like, I yeah. never thought, like, oh, TJ is not one of the more hardworking people that I work with. But I did see I went from working six, 60 hours a week to 40 hours a week, yeah. which was, shouldn't yeah. have hurt me, but it did. Totally. I would say if you're just Joe Average, first of all, we all can see our own effort. So don't mistake your own effort for the most if you don't have good knowledge of yourself. Right. Of course. Just like as a generalizable rule. And I would... Absolutely lean toward set higher expectations and deal with it. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, it's a luxury to you, – you still have to make it through that first year to get fired. Later, <laughs> you, know, you know what I yeah. mean? But, no, that's an interesting perspective on that. What I was going to say is, you know, I thought about this and I was like, I really – I started a lot of jobs. I don't know if I have that many good tips besides that I think that novelty is really – empowering like it's really engaging we people are naturally excited by things that are sure. new yeah so absolutely when you start a new job it's natural that you may have a little bit more enthusiasm for what you're doing than you will a year down the road or whatever well, yeah and it's also like there's more things you can impact right so if there's uh if you have certain skills or if you have certain relationships or abilities like there's things like i'm good at excel so i can come in and fix all your excel based things i'm good fruit. at 
yeah, there's certain things I'm good at that I can come in and fix. And I get really excited when I can come like I can impact this business right away in these five ways. Once those five things are done, right, the, the novelty to your point a little bit wears off because there's the things I can impact are might not be the things I'm necessarily good at. I'm glad that you take my premise as like you're totally like, yes, obviously that's the truth. Because I often hear people say when I when I try and say like so much of what interests us and makes things exciting has to do with novelty. People often say like, no, I like the same things I did when I was a no, kid or whatever. No. The truth is that your mind likes to learn and will yeah. like things that are, are new. And recognizing that, try and use that energy toward something productive at work because it's a luxury you won't have down the line often you'll start a job and people won't really know what to do with you and you can ask for work to do and you can't always they they won't always give it to you but part of the one task you should use that energy for is finding ways that you can be helpful beyond, you know, they told me to screw in the <laughs> screw and I screwed right. it in. Where could you be useful? What are you good at that maybe your boss doesn't understand yeah. that you're good at? And one of the things I love about running a job is you, you have the built-in excuse of the I'm new, mm. right? So you can use that to literally call up the vice president of the company and be like, I want to have lunch or things like that. I'm new. I'm There's so many things, whether it's reaching out and talking to people to learn stuff just by being the new enthusiastic guy that you'll yeah. get access to that you don't have access to as as a person a year down the road that's really funny i when you said you have the i'm new thing i immediately went to negative so then like, <laughs> like oh you could be slacking off or screw something sure. up but you're actually talking about using that excuse for good for oh a absolutely that well, it's that built-in excuse you. so if you do make a mistake you can blame it on i'm new to your point of like people might be nervous of giving you a project because you're the new guy but you also have the built-in excuse of almost like like go for things try things blame it on being new if it doesn't work right you yeah. can't you don't have that excuse you know six months know down the road to ask for permission so i just yeah did this and exactly this and this. That's a very TJ way of thinking, but it's. <laughs> sure. But I think it's good. I think that's something that. Uh, what's the expression? Like a shrinking violet when afraid to rock the boat or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you have kind of a built-in safety net of oh, I'm just trying stuff out. You don't do it that way. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is how we did it before. Whatever. Yeah. And if it's not true, you can just be like, oh, you know, I thought. <laughs> you know, I've been at companies like sales, right? A lot of people have like very strict sales uh, presentations and styles, and I've come in and been like. You know, I, I thought last night I'd rework the presentation and I've gotten people being like, that's great. This is all awesome. There's two or three things in here we can definitely use. And I've gotten people being like, yeah, don't do that ever again. <laughs> like, no, we, we do it this way. I understand. I appreciate your effort, which at the worst case, you're going to get a I appreciate your effort. Stop doing that. <laughs> like, oh, OK, so I just, you know, thought I'd try to bring some bring some new stuff to the table. I remember you saying you read a book called The First Hundred Days that's kind of about mm -hmm. this yep. idea of starting a new gig and what you should do. Were there any insights from that where that you took away or were you like, this is a bunch of platitudes that mean nothing and are not actually applicable? Well, I mean, a lot of it was um, think about the kid who moves schools in high school, right? You can, you can be who you want to be, right? You don't need to keep... Um, whatever mm. good or bad things came with you, it is a little bit of a starting anew and that if you want to be the, you know, innovator or if you want to be the social butterfly, you, you can you can do that and you can you can change it. Now, obviously, be true to your personality, but be aware that your first impressions 
will stick with you for many of that. Yeah. Um, it's really hard once you kind of create to our point of expectations earlier. It's really hard to once you craft who you are. If you're the dude at the office that talks about fantasy football to shake that. Right. Yeah. The new kid in town is is an interesting one because it's like when we were talking about going to college, you get to kind of reshuffle the deck and start from scratch. Yep. You can, for better or worse, build a new <laughs> role for yourself. And obviously it depends on what the role is. Like if you take tickets at a movie theater, it's not like you necessarily can build a role. But in the business world, if you're a hot shot up and coming yuppie, you know, <laughs> you can you have a little bit of rope there that you can hang yourself or you can use to Yeah. I want to go back to the expectation thing because now that we kinda we started that. So one thing I've often done in the beginning of jobs that I can't tell if it helped or hurt me. I pretty much ask everyone in that office to go to lunch, right, as soon as possible, like build a little bit of a personal relationship. But in, in my heart, I'm a person that likes to eat lunch alone. I always often start off being like, yeah, you know, social butterfly, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm, I'm actually not that person. Yeah. So do you think a habit like that would be a, a, a good suggestion to someone starting a new office gig? No, I, th- I think yours is that's good. It's good to do a little reconnaissance <laughs> or, you know, and maybe you find somebody that you actually do want to hang out with and can be very useful to you yeah. or just as a social connection. I think that's smart to use your lunches effectively. But if that's not what you do, I don't think you're like tricking it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging you myself too much to of a hole. One lunch. <laughs> I think that with all social things, it's really hard to give advice because so much of not being a jerk in a social situation is just feel. Yeah, so awareness. Before we put this one to bed, I kind of started it right out with tips or what should you do. Sure. Do you have any like pitfalls or things you've seen people do wrong? And if you don't, I'd be happy. Yeah, to I mean, I, I'm trying to go more from personal experience. Like, I guess for me, the pitfall I always jump into is I, I'm the dude who wants to make an impact right so I, I often come in being like here's the three things you're doing wrong and here's what you should change and that's super you dangerous right there's there's that's a, the pitfall and the feedback i've gotten from people is like hey pump the brakes a little bit give it 90 days then make a suggestion which which is true and and there's ways to do it without like hey in a team meeting be like hey how about we actually end this at an hour right <laughs> which is like everyone's suggestion but you can't make that when you're you know less than 90 days in for example um totally. you can hurt feelings <laughs> in a way that you don't even know that that was somebody's baby um i think but th- it's I, a trade-off because that's what you're also good at you absolutely know? so i think the big thing for me when especially when i bring people on underneath me i tell them right open open communication ask questions the thing i've seen that i wish i could change about a lot of the employees that worked underneath me is i wish they asked the dumb questions right mm-hmm. people don't want to ask seem dumb because like you know i hired them because they have a sales background but if they don't know how to do certain things like that's fine I, like you're here right i'm gonna uh, you know i might i might accidentally roll my eyes when you ask a stupid question but i'd rather you do that and me roll my eyes than um you not ask that question and then six months down the road find it like oh you don't know how to do a pivot table do you totally it's the reason that we hire people that are sometimes like us because like if somebody communicates like you do and they're <laughs> aggressive yeah then you kind of know how that is and you can be like no that's wrong but at least the question has gotten out of the way and once again you have the built-in i'm a, i'm new excuse if we totally. find this stuff out six months down the road i'm gonna be way less forgiving also i love how anytime you're describing like your bosses or someone you always say like a manager a senior person and anytime you're talking about your direct report or someone you manage you're always like someone below me 
Well, <laughs> what am I supposed to call them? The people my, below my me. director report. My underlings. I call the my people. Surflings. I call them the managers. The people above me. It's a it's a vertical I think, hierarchy. I I think you should listen back to right. these. I'll last listen through all episodes. the episodes. I don't think you've ever referred to someone the as people the above person me? above me. I think I think I have. All right. What about you? Any uh, pitfalls? I didn't come up with any good ones. Like obviously, like. Don't make mistakes. Great. That's great advice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Congrats. That's not helpful. Um, you know, do no, it you're, better. you're right. I did try to make this mistake today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have done it right instead of doing oh, it wrong. Skate better. Yeah. Skate better. I mean, maybe I want to be careful always with advice like this, but I think that it can be right to remember TJ's advice with dating of not being yourself. In the <laughs> early days, you try and skate toward the middle. Don't go with your most controversial. If you're if you're a very quiet person, try and be a little bit more yeah. assertive. If you're a very assertive person, maybe try and be a little bit more in the middle. And wait until you know the situation mm-hmm. better before you can let your full self be at the office. And maybe freak, you should never freak, let your freak full flag self fly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but like I mean, and it's just common sense, but in your early days as you're making your impression, you want to be doing good work, yada, yada. But just from like a personality standpoint, you don't need that first day to be the day where you're like, I know everything about opera and I'm just going to talk about opera all the time. And I, be, yeah, you know, I want to be the guy that is this. So you totally. go almost too hard into the person or you like, want to be perceived as. Totally. I hate the Rolling Stones. Anybody who thinks they're good is an idiot. Like, I Well, it's more even the I, like, like to bring that. it to work places. I'm, I'm, a, I'm very against PowerPoint. I hate everything yeah. powerpoint is i've gone into workplaces and been like there's a better way to do sales presentations than powerpoint i don't i hate powerpoint i'm the dude who hate powerpoint and been like that guy and like really pushed my Keep my that one in your pocket my anti powerpoint agenda and i have gotten i've 100% gotten burnt on it uh and just come it. in and been like hey, we'll, we'll hold that off for a while uh and totally. there's a little bit of you need to prove yourself before you before people will take you seriously i think that's a perfect example because it's applicable to so many jobs yep. you i think are often right like i hate a lot of things about powerpoint but if you go into a place where PowerPoint is totally ingrained yeah. and the first thing they think is you're going to have trouble working on this, that's not <laughs> yeah. that's not a good taste to leave in yeah. anyone's mouth. There's a little bit of prove yourself on their systems, then innovate. For the second topic, we kind of mentioned this on on. Last pod, but uh, I've started working from home. My, my current Hooray! job is an at-home gig. You've been kind of doing yep. at-home stuff for a while. I've worked at oh, home wow. in past jobs. Have you ever had like a, a corporate gig, like a full-time at-home job? No, I haven't. The only I, kind of the, the, the current um, I've done like, independent you know, summer stuff. weekends sure. or like these Fridays. But everyone's, yeah, home. and everyone's had um, Fridays work from home days or, you know, maybe you, you no. say... Not everyone, no? but we have. Well, no, I'm saying like a lot of people, even with corporate gigs, will have the occasional, yeah. hey, you know, I'm not feeling great, so I'm going to work from home today type of stuff. I'm um, sick, but we have to get this presentation done. Yeah, so blah, pe- blah, blah. a lot of people, even if they don't have work from home jobs, have had to do work at home. If you had the choice between, you know, doing a job from an office versus doing a job from home, take whatever current your, your magazine gig right now, would you prefer to be working from an office? The short answer is no. I want to work from home just like everyone. But the longer answer is all the things that are bad about working from home are 
thinking it's going to be better than it is. <laughs> you know what like I mean? Like what? Give me some examples. So let's just start with like what's obviously good about working Fair. from home. You work commute. more on your schedule. <laughs> you don't dress. You don't commute. All those things are just immediate time. That's just like money right into your pocket. You don't have There's to- a recent Supreme Court ruling that says your commute is part of your day at work and might need to be compensated. We'll save that for maybe a, a That's an interesting hot, hot topic. But, That's a but good it's, thing for a link in the show notes. <laughs> exactly. But uh, there's obvious benefits to it. So what are the downsides of it? We talked about this a little bit in the non-monetary benefits of work. Being in the office, you're in the boss's view. So <laughs> sure. when there is an opportunity, you are more likely to be like the person deployed to, yeah. to take that over. It's face-to-face communication is completely different from phone communication, 100%. which even phone communication is much better than email. And I don't care if your manager or the people you manage, you say that to them directly, they're going to try and get out of phone calls. Yes. They're going to try and... <laughs> Absolutely. And, and if you don't just have incidental, I'm going to be in the office anyway contact, there's so much communication that you lose that way. Do you ever, when you negative. have um, phone calls, do you ever try and do like FaceTime, Skype type yeah, things? Absolutely. I do it a lot. The The only thing that's frustrating Just about out, that, out of choice because you'd rather see the nonverbal feedback or what's the reasoning? I guess it's like partially a, like a courtesy, like to develop like rapport, sure. esprit du corps. Makes sense. <laughs> I don't know how you say esprit du corps, <laughs> no, no, but you know that phrase, the yeah. like team. I've uh, heard it, never said it. <laughs> exactly. Team enthusiasm is built by like a certain level of friendliness between people. But uh, so I think it's probably good for those things, but I'm, I don't know. My only complaint about it is it's always screwed up and I don't like meetings that where it's like 15 minutes of us trying to get that when I'm sure. like, we, we just call I you. don't need to I, see them I can just call you <laughs> to say you know did we did we get anything yeah. into Wegmans no great next <laughs> <Cool>. thing <laughs> glad that I saw your eyebrows yeah. for that it's good especially like I said starting a new job going back to your earlier topic you know build that rapport especially in the beginning if you yeah. can do a, a visual it will help and if you work at home you end up doing this weird thing where you like make a television studio out of your house it's inevitable <laughs> right like you figure out this is where point my computer camera yeah i've done that how uh, I stand yeah we're and, sitting uh, kind of in my kitchen right now and i if i sat at it which is where i normally work the background would be like my stove which isn't as appealing i will often pull the table out and point towards the other wall which has this nice uh picture i made on the wall and it looks a little more uh, professional it's funny it is weird but I, do, goofy, I do but it too we, when i have a, a visual meeting and i like don't want people being like what's uh, what's behind you there there's a weird thing in all jobs where like people try and communicate prosperity. Yeah. So if you work at an office, it's kind of not on you to create that. <laughs> like I've worked in crappy offices and the way like people who are being sold react when they're in the office is very different. That's yeah, you that's know, a good or point. if you go into like any of the cool little agencies around <laughs> town, they often have really beautiful front rooms and a meeting room. Yeah. You know, and then if you ever get back to the offices, they're the same ugly cubicles that everybody has. <laughs> right. But they they put on a brave face. When you work at home, that's one of the like little extra labors you have is like you make your home into a nice space. You don't want the, you know, so let's, dead cats. Yeah, so in let's go into showing. this. There's like a bunch of different kind of like what do you do at home? So let, let's kind of go quick through these, right? Do you do you set hours for yourself? No, not currently. Though I what I try to do is, so if you write, especially if you are a stringer, 
you're responding to deadlines. Right. Right. Okay. Like the paper's got to come sense. out at a certain point. Now that I write so much online, it's weird because the deadlines are fuzzier. <laughs> and I'm sure there's online publications where they know like every story comes out at 930 on Monday or sure. one o'clock on Tuesdays when we get all our yeah. traffic. But when I used to write for extra newspaper, it was very different. It was like Thursday at two o'clock. Everything is into the copywriter. He, the copy editor, everything is edited by X time, laid out, blah, 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 yeah. so it can print because it's a weekly print magazine. And if you misspell the mayor's name, then the front page will say Ram is annual <laughs> yeah. or whatever you wrote. But uh, so it's different I than my deadlines. Right. But my I gig is obviously I, I need to be responsive to emails slash phone calls from you know 8 a.m. Yeah. to 5 p.m. Most of my clients are East Coast, so it's sometimes even earlier, um, depending on when meetings and stuff are. So I was curious from an independent side if you kind of said like from these hours to these hours. Yeah, you tried to go to rapid fire and I immediately was like, Let long, me answer. Give you a long answer. Long <laughs> answer. But I will say, you know, as far as emails and sending out invoices and clearing out junk like that, like I know that I work better in the morning and I strive to protect those hours. So like work out and then get out of the house and start right. writing or work out and lock myself in the office and start writing. And a lot of these are just uh, me kind of going back to working from home. I'm thinking back to things that kind of. Uh, were trouble points for me. Like I remember last time I worked Getting from home. Getting fat. That was that That'd was actually where I was exactly where I was going. Last time I worked from home, I put on weight because this is like you're grazing throughout the day. How do you how do you kind of avoid that? Do you like just not allow your, yourself to eat from certain hours, or how does I have how do you gotten kind of nutty on the exercise part? But I would not brag at all about <laughs> my eating. Because that's, I think, was my problem last time I worked from home was this, like, oh, I can go grab a snack. I can go. No one's judging me for eating a giant bowl of pasta for yeah. lunch, right? Well, you have the single guy lifestyle, which is also bad for how you eat. Right. Living with someone and being married, you're like, Nia and I both cook, though she cooks more than me. I'm more likely to, like, have things that are like a formal meal. Right. And it's easier for me to cook because I'm cooking for two people and there's going to be leftovers, blah, sure. blah, blah. That's all. So that is healthier. And then I try and think about it before I go to the grocery store because, like, I've come to this house and you have a kid and mm -hmm. kids, like, want pink wafers and candies <laughs> and stuff. Like, I don't there, have there candy There is almost always candy in my house. And yeah. I, I don't like candy, so Casey eats all my candy when he comes over. Totally. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. Probably if I lived the candy <laughs> lifestyle, it would be less appealing. But it's just like how I don't have a TV. So if there's a TV on in a bar, I binge on that. But yeah, I, I just try and like have grapes and bananas and turkey slices and things sure. that I if know you, if, if I you snack want to on graze. them, they're not that good. So I won't want to eat that much of them <laughs> and they're healthy-ish. Interesting. Okay. That, ma that makes a ton of sense. Um, one of the things, uh, other ones that I've, I've thought about and gone back and forth with, and I'm curious your answer on, is when I work from home, there's a big temptation to wear sweats or casual whatever. Yeah. Is, you always you don't you've gone against sleeves since we worked together. You're <laughs> well, like that's, a that's sleeve free word. all the time. But like, there is part of me that like, you know, putting on your game face, right? Like putting on yeah. your business outfit. Any of it's not maybe it's just like jeans and a t shirt. It it's not what I was sleeping in, right? It's not. Yeah. There's there's a there's a changing. There's a metamorphosis mm -hmm. that that's happening. Do you like when you wake up in the morning and you just had to work on something? Do you change? Sometimes you know when I use it is when I feel really crappy. And I want to like trick myself into feeling good. If I'm going to work out in the morning, that can serve that sure. purpose. And if I work out, I'm going to shower anyway. 
But if I can't or don't want to work out, then a shower is like a quarter of a workout in that we are what we pretend to be. Of course. You know? <laughs> yeah. So if you can trick yourself into feeling productive and feeling good, then I will. But I, I absolutely... You'd, I showered every morning before work. Something that and you now would I feel don't. bad laying in bed wearing. I think that's it for me. Is like it's so easy. Like if I'm just throwing sweats or sh- like gym shorts or something <laughs> to get back in to bed. just be like I'm gonna go lay down and watch, put on the TV and totally. and see if I wake up while I have my coffee. But like if I put on even just jeans, I'll be like I can't go lay down I'm in jeans. Yeah. So these are jeans. Can't lay down in jeans. This is this, <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, that's that's a really funny thing. Like, I'll try and work in bed, and it's impossible. Yeah. I just don't get work done in bed. It's something that I should have taught myself. I'm going to I'm gonna jump back to the getting fat at home. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I'm, it's because, a big fear for me right now, so I'm actually very well, curious. Well, something that I think about, and this, what, this affected Nia, was you move just to go to work. Like, even right. if you just sit at a computer for eight hours and come home, like, just walking to the train and then walking from the train to the office – that's at least some baked in yeah. exercise. And usually in the office, there's walking to conference rooms, Absolutely. there's going to lunch, there's and like, all the kind of basic going to the walking to the bathroom, like all the little things that you don't think about that are just like basic movement. Totally. And Nia used to have a job where she worked at the old town school where you like take music lessons mm-hmm. and she would like set up chairs, take them down. Sure. I remember a month into her having a more like grown up job, she was like, I'm not strong. Like I used to be. I'm like, I don't, I've, I'm not, I'm restless. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. And I think that automatic workout is so nice because sure. it's nice to have it baked in and not think like, oh, I got to go to this place and get a workout and then shower when I'm done. Like just any kind of automatic movement is nice. And building that into your day is huge. That, for many reasons, do not love to work at home, but that's one of them is just like, I, if I left the house, I'm going to feel better about myself and the world yeah. as it exists. <laughs> so let me let me flip that because this is something I used to do, and I always felt guilty about it when I worked from home, was around like 2, 2.30 when I, you get that weird like, uh, I, I could easily just end my day, especially when working <laughs> from home. Like there's no one checking if you leave early. I would go for a, a quick like run then, but I always feel guilty about it because it's like – you know, you're not working, right? I'm kind of, I'm working out during my work hours. Is that, do you ever, I mean... I've known many people who have done that. I don't like it. I personally don't like it. You'd rather work out like first thing in the morning or at 5 p.m. or something like that. Absolutely. I don't like that mode switching. I don't like telling someone I can't take a meeting because I'm going to go on a run. Sure. And I also don't like that eventually... you don't tell people. You're going to have a client (laughs) that you can't say no to. So... You, it's harder to keep and it. And whenever an that would happen, thing. I would take the work thing. It'd be like if I found a place yeah, in my like schedule. That. Okay. Right? Like um, when I'm going good with my health stuff, it's pretty automatic. And it's sure. like hey, every day I do this or I do one of two things yeah. or whatever it is. A break in the flow, it's always harder after one day off to start working that out again. Sense. And it's much harder after two or three days. Let's off. bring it down to something simpler like doing the dishes or like if I'm working. I love. So I'm working for an hour and a half and I'm kind of hitting that. Like, I need a break uh, going to do the dishes. You're, you're cool with something like that. It's weird. I don't know why that's different, but it's to me, it's totally different. Because it's five minutes as comparatively to a yeah. half hour. We've talked about exercising needs to be regular. And, and, and like, dishwashing doesn't need to yeah. be scheduled, right? There's something maybe get, get ready for some pretentious bullshit from Casey. That's all we've ever There's gotten from you. There's something sacred. <laughs> 
Screw you. <laughs> There's something sacred about working out to me that I just like, I want it to be completed and I want like to put my full effort into it sure. that I just don't like squeezing in a little bit and then yeah. stopping. If I'm doing you know, dishes, I get a call from a client. I can obviously can answer stop. it and I yeah. can whatever. And I am the type, I will never put in a full work day where it's like, I got in at 8.30, I sat at my desk till noon, I ate, right. I left <laughs> for a half hour, and then I worked from noon 30 to 5. I, I don't do that because I'll get, I'll feel myself slowing down. Oh, absolutely. Get up, walk, come back. I have to do little things. Yeah, I think most people do. Take, if you're working and at from work, home, there's like the, the natural thing, like I'm walking to the printer to pick up my thing, and I stop and talk to someone. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, how about that Tigers game last night, whatever it may be. Totally. I need that. I, I need it at home. And when you're writing, you just, it's just not like, writing is like the opposite of doing push-ups. Like if I give you... 30 seconds to do push-ups, you can do how many you can do in that. Right. But writing, it's like you do a bunch, then you do none, then you do a bunch. Yeah. And sometimes like you're doing work even while you're not in front yeah. of the And computer. most of my work is responsive, so it's not it's not quite the same. Even if you're not a writer, we all write, though. Well, of you course. know what I mean? But like, most of my – like 70% of my day is responding to calls, emails, Yeah, it's communications. Right, yeah. It's not like you're writing the, you know, being in time or whatever your favorite thing is. But it takes mental energy and strength to write, especially like tough emails or figure out how you're going to have this call with a disappointed client or figure out how you're going to finally get the attention of someone who you've been reaching out to a bunch of times. We are all writers, <laughs> you know, a- anyone who does sales, anyone who does marketing, yeah. anyone, even if you're an admin We're all writers, person. we're all salespeople, we're all marketers. Yeah, there's, it's there's a all weird that sort of stuff. world, so much specialization, yeah. and yet there's also <laughs> so much intercommingling of things. Cool. I, we've been going on this for a while. Let, let's kind of put a bow on it. Like, look, what's in your opinion? What's the biggest disadvantage to working from home? If you haven't already mentioned it, and how do you cope with it? The natural structuring of your life is the biggest disadvantage. <laughs> it's hard to maintain the lines. Totally. So, if you work at McDonald's, it sucks because no matter what, they put it. Th- you have to show up at eight, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. But the yuppie jobs that I've had for the most part, it's like we start at nine. But if you work better at eight, come in at eight. Yeah. If you, oh, my kid is sick. Oh, you had to come in at 10. That's fine. Right. If you didn't miss, miss a meeting, nobody's going to give you any crap about that at all. So it's kind of the perfect amount of structure where it's like, yes, you do have to work and you do kind of have to work during these hours, but there's a little wiggle. Whereas, the opposite problem of the McDonald's problem is the work from home problem where it's like you kind of can do whatever you want. And part of you is always going to be overconfident and think in 10 hours I could do all the work <laughs> sure. of a 40 hour week. Or you could, because you could do it whenever you want, stretch out 20 yeah. hours of work into 60 hours. Yep. I've seen many people Done do that, that, including myself. I, I fall into the trap of like 3.30 kind of hitting my wall being like, Take a little break. Maybe come back. You know, I'll eat dinner. I'll come back. I'll finish the stuff tonight. And it, you very rarely do that, right? <laughs> if, if I leave, at, if I stop working at three thirty, often because there's no one checking you and going home, I, I will not pick it's up the next morning. It's hard to yeah. go back. Yeah, at work when I'm working in an office, I often find that I'm most productive right at the beginning of the day, and then when I stop that get out of that like hellish malaise in the <laughs> afternoon and I'm like, I'm going to finish this, then go home. Yeah. 
So oh, that's then, interesting. Yeah. Like I, so I, I also feel, get I feel a like I don't, I don't work I at go. all. Like three to five PM is probably my this I feel like nothing productive happens. I can make a fake deadline that my <laughs> I need to finish this so lose. that I can go home or yeah, feel good going home. Because I know that I'm not gonna work at on it at home. Sure. And I know that if I do, it's gonna be so much slower. I'm not gonna yeah. have all the resources at hand, blah blah blah. I could get an extra boost going out the door. But even all this said, all this belly aching, like everybody wants to work from home. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah, it's great. Quick hit today. I want to talk about music, uh, whether it's working from home, working from an office. Casey, do you do you want music when you're working? Yeah, this is a funny one. I've definitely had it both ways. I don't mind it at an office. I don't mind there being some music as long as it's like not super hooky, catchy. Sure. The big question is what music is it? Well, that that's where we're going here, yeah. right? If but, you if you do like music, then yeah. what music would you like to hear as background filler noise? As answer to the first question, I'm kind of fine either way because in now we all can make our own music. You know, you can all we can all just plug <laughs> like in our, some, some hippie stuff. Oh yeah, listen, listen, man, we all create our own music, dude. You know how I feel about <laughs> the universe and its vibes. In the working world today, half the people have their headphones in, no matter what you do. Put them in and don't play anything on them half the time. Yeah, as like just don't talk to me. A do not disturb sign, which seems mean, but can be nice. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to talk to someone yeah. who's like resenting me. I don't think other people do. Fair enough. Um, I don't know how aware people are as you are in that situation, but go on. So what kind of music should it be? I love music not in English at work. That's my favorite. Well, this this is a good point to me. I was having a conversation the other day. I listen to mostly house, like yeah, heavy, heavy bass, non-lyrical music, because uh-huh. I think lyrics in general are distracting. So I like, I like, I like house music, uh, not like super loud or anything but like quiet because it's it's repetitive uh it gets you kind of into a zone a little bit without the distractions of like lyrics and things to, to like you start humming along with right you can almost forget that like any sort of like repetitive music is going on in the background i know a lot of people do classical music i forget what company it, it was uh it's one of the big ones um maybe even like twitter where like one of the vps just plays um like the same song on repeat in his in his like office, which sounds terrible, but Ooh. like it's one of those songs that's just like you don't really notice. And he'll maybe it was when he's working alone, he'll put the same song on repeat over and over and over and, and over like, again. This is how I feel like it's work time. Yeah, that's weird. It was but I it get was it. the song. Um, God, what's the name of the song? Where everyone had, like basketball teams had the dance to it like three four years ago. Oh, the, the Carlo, Harlem um, Harlem Shake. Oh yeah. Oh no! Weird. It's weird. It was like a Silicon Valley like tech Harlem CEO. Shake. Harlem Shake was all his day. like on repeat in his headphones all day. No, that's that's <laughs> how you get the truth out of me. If you're like, if I'm in that's your torture the war device. camp. That's your torture device. The uh, Harlem like, Shake. Look, that song is fine, <laughs> but I don't want to hear it twice in a row. Oh, I'll look it up and we'll we'll link to it. We'll link but yeah, to the some Harlem some Shake. Silicon Valley tech CEO just on repeat in his headphones all day. What I would say about work about music at work is it can work like. Your jeans that you describe putting on jeans, sure. so you feel like you're at work or taking a shower. You feel That's like you're going to work. You'd almost want to keep it separate from the stuff you like. Totally. So if it's this is my I'm working music, then you know music is so evocative. 
Do you ever listen to podcasts while you're working? No, because I think they're too distracting to me. I have a really hard time. Unless I'm doing something super monotonous, like copying, pasting, whatever. Uh, if I do anything that involves critical thinking, I can't have words, whether it's lyrics, whether it's podcast. I do, and it's a horrible habit, and I need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it all the time, but I often will be like, oh, this just came out. Yeah, yeah. And it's that I know that it decreases <laughs> the speed and quality of well, what funny. I'm doing. At, at Corn, when we were together for like the first six months or so, I controlled the radio, and I couldn't put on house music because a lot of people don't like house music. So, like, yeah, there was a no, little bit of. Yeah, house music does not, it's not cerebral, it doesn't feel formal. So, I get why but people like, would I, not be into it. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, not, not, it's not cerebral. Uh, no, whatever. it's simple music. It's simple, Wouldn't you it's sim- say it was it's simple? simple music. Um, I put on a lot of like bassy funk music because it was not lyrical. It was mm-hmm. upbeat. There's the theory like you want upbeat music because it makes people work faster, whether that's true or not. Who knows? But you want upbeat music that kind of almost that you like bob to a little bit because yeah. it makes you uh, stay involved in what you're doing. And it's more mainstream to play like something funky. Yeah. It's like actually more like three minute songs. Yeah, more, exactly. Fits more what people are used to than something, <laughs> you know, TJ's my underground 12 minute, hits. My 12 minute house beats. <laughs>